All right. Are we are we going? We are rolling. We're on the internet. We're on the internet. Have you ever been on the internet before? I'm not. This yeah. is exciting. You're more of an analog type of fellow. Love to kick it old school, the analogs. That's the way to go. This yep. whole internet, I've been saying it for years, this is a fad. <laughs> this is a passing fad, and it's going to go away soon. Uh, as, <laughs> yes. as the web director, I hope not. Well, uh, we've, seen, we've seen things come and go. Yeah, our, web our eight-track eight director, <laughs> gone. Uh, so my name is Chris Spangle. I'm the I web know that. director. Yeah. Uh, I'm just padding for Josh. Sorry, I'm going through some of the questions that were sent to us. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, this week's Nooner Valentine's Day edition. Hi, so Josh. If you have any, um, hi, Dean. I'm here with Dean Metcalf. I know. Longtime producer of the Bob and Tom show. Yeah, some might say too long. <laughs> not, not, not to your face. No, and, no but I can read. Uh, we will be answering your questions uh, about the show, maybe about love and all things romance, because it is Valentine's Day. Or anything in general you might no like to learn. No comment. You smell good. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Spangle, our uh, web director. What are you? I am the web director. Okay, yeah. We'll be asking the questions. We'll be sifting through all of them. Um, and uh, Bailey McComas is here making sure we look good. Any caveats, Dean, for the questions? I need to find out what caveat is first. I didn't uh, mean to insult you like that. No. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. I... I've told other people this. I, I don't like questions that are like ranking, like what's your favorite, what's the best, what's the most, what's the, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I don't like ranking things. Okay. My wife's family loves ranking things. Like which was your favorite of these? Which is, and I'm the opposite. So I, I don't mind questions like, you know, some of your favorite or stuff like that. I just hate like, like when you see those polls. So you and don't want to say, quantify too much. No, I don't want to qualify too much. Quantify or, well, or qualify. I don't know, Josh, maybe. What about F. Mary Kill, Jumbo the Elephant, the Pope, and uh, what's one? Uh, the fifth, the 13th man. <laughs> 12th man. 12th, 12th man. man, yeah. I'm not a much of a sports guy myself. <laughs> um, all right, F. Mary Kill. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a particularly religious guy, but I would not kill the Pope. I just, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Um, jumbo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kill an elephant. So I think I have to kill Twelfth Man, because, yeah, I think he would be the least missed by the world. Um, Mary, I'd feel weird about marrying the Pope, and honestly, I don't think he would marry me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not underselling myself. I'm not right. self esteem thing. I just think that I think he would. I think there are a couple of reasons he'd go against that. I, I mean, I'm not Catholic, so. But uh, so yeah, I'd marry an elephant if that were allowed, and that means you would f the Pope. Man, yeah, that sounds that's rough. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> yeah, if um any of you social media types out there, please do not say that Dean said he wanted to f the Pope because that is not what I said at all. I was eliminating. This is why I don't like ranking things. Spangle, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, who Mike wants to know who discovered you? And how did you get hired for the show? Mike, thanks for your question. Um, I like the idea that I've been discovered. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I guess you'd have to say Tom. Tom discovered me. Okay. By me making a random phone call one morning and getting in touch with him. I, and I've told the story a lot, so uh, – uh, <laughs> Sorry to bore you. <laughs> no, no, no. I always feel bad because <laughs> – 
you guys don't know what it's like. It's like I, I walk around myself all the time, so I hear everything that I say constantly. Right. So it feels like I just told you this because I told Christy a couple months ago on her podcast. Um, but it actually was, it was sort of a weird, funny thing. A friend of mine from high school who I hadn't talked to in a long time did an internship with Bob and Tom. So this is while we were both uh, finishing up college. So I heard that he had an internship with Bob and Tom. I thought, well, that's really cool. You know, I had to call him and find out what that's all about. That sounds fun. But I thought, well, I'm not that a-hole that's like, you know, hey, I haven't talked to you in three years. What's this about an internship? So I thought, okay, that's not cool. I'm not that guy. And out of the blue, he called me just like within a few weeks of that. And uh, so he invites me up because he was going to Butler at the time and had a little radio show. So we're talking, and uh, he was done with his internship. And I said, well, you think they would want an intern? And he goes, oh, yeah, just call and tell them that, you know, you know me and just call Tom and see if he needs an internship. So you guys know Tom. Picture this happening today. On a Monday morning, I dial the radio station, you know, hello, can I speak to Tom Griswold? And she goes, okay, hang on a minute. Like less than a minute later, oh, uh, hello, yes. Tom takes the call. I mean, literally having no idea who it is. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, tell him Joe sent me or whatever. It's just, you know, I'm calling for Tom. Okay, hang on. And so I get, and so I'm on the phone. Oh yeah, I'm a friend of Alex's, and he was your intern. He said you might need another intern. He goes, Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, okay, great. Well, uh, why don't you come on up and start Friday? <laughs> okay. So that was how I got discovered, Mike. That's <laughs> a lot of hard work, a lot of planning, preparation, but it really was. I mean, it was, and that's why whenever anybody's talking about like career advice or whatever, it's like you have to have crazy, weird, dumb luck like that. But then there's the follow through. Yeah, exactly. That's the tough part. All right. Steve Jones wants to know, how did you come up with the Godzilla bit? I have to think about it. I, don't, I, I mean, I basically remember, but I don't remember when or where specifically or specifically since we're talking Godzilla. Um, the, so at some point there was some news story about Godzilla, and that was always the you know the joke was that you just pictured any time the name was mentioned that all these, you know, Japanese people just like in the movie are like, ah, freaking yeah. out. So that was what happened was, I don't even remember, just called in, you know, as a Japanese tourist, kind of waiting for them to say guys. But that was the gag was, you know, the very first time we did it was he didn't really hear what happened. You know, oh, aren't you talking about something? You know, And all of a sudden they say it and he just freaks out. <laughs> and it grew from there so that we would just grab whoever was in the building at that time. And uh, young Bailey McComas over here behind the camera and Spangle, like anybody and everybody that's ever been in here in the morning uh, <laughs> at some point or another has been dragged in to be part of a Godzilla crowd. And, um, and you know, nowadays it is. It's, it's getting tougher and tougher and more politically incorrect to do accents or imitations and, and that kind of thing, especially something like that where you're making fun of uh, such a stereotype. And... I, I, you know, I, I don't defend it or justify it in any way. I understand if some people are offended by it or think it's good, bad, whatever. But in my mind, it's such a dumb, goofy joke, and it's absolutely based on these real movies right. from the 50s. And there's zero malice. In no. Coming, you know, it's not coming from a bad place at all. No, not at all. And, <laughs> yeah, I always think about that because I always think I'd love to hang out and tour with these guys. <laughs> right. You know, because you know they're, they're out. The time of their they're life. having a blast. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're just seeing it all and enjoying yes. it, and yeah, having yeah. a great time. And that's I always feel kind of bad that I ruined these imaginary guys' day by bringing up some horrible thing that gives them nightmares. <laughs>
Joseph asks, what is your favorite movie? Joseph, you weren't listening when I said I don't like to rank movies or anything <laughs> by favorite. Well, uh, what are a handful, maybe? Oh, okay. Or something that may have influenced like. you in some way. No, no, um, no. One through five. <laughs> dang it! Um, so when I think back about, uh, like, especially as a you know younger, the movies that really influenced me as far as like comedy and stuff like that, there was all the Monty Python stuff, um, Blazing Saddles, you know, Young Frankenstein, a lot of the classics that we talk about on on this show. Um, the other day, I think I was recently telling you about um, Evil Roy Slade. You weren't, but we've talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite movies ever of all time. John Aston. Mm-hmm. Bing. You can find it. It is out there. You can find it. Best Christmas present I got this year. My wonderful wife somehow found an Evil Roy Slade t-shirt. Holy cow. Didn't even know they existed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I yeah. Own it. I've got it. That's a very silly, fun movie. Yeah. Just really goofy, bad slapstick and dumb jokes and that kind of thing. Um. And then, and, and we were talking about this recently and uh, talking about uh, movies. Like, like I just, I typically don't like to watch a movie more than once. It's like, I've seen it. Okay, got it. And then years later, might revisit it. So I'm always amazed when I hear people say they'll go to see a movie multiple times while it's out new in the theater. And the one exception to that for me was um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So when that first came out, however many years ago, um, my wife and I were talking about this, trying to remember. I think I either saw it four or five times in the theater, which for me is really unusual, but I loved it. And I've seen it you know, several times since then. It still holds up for me. And it makes sense to me, knowing, just knowing you, that musically it's kind of up your alley. Yep. And very eccentric characters. Yep. And it's sort of <laughs> silly, like – the humor is all over the place. There's some high humor. There's some low humor. Right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's got a variety of stuff in there for everybody. And the music's great. And I enjoy all that. But yeah. And also just some of these, and I think you get a kick out of this too, some of these overly optimistic, just positive characters. <laughs> yes. You know, when yes. these guys are running around, they're talking about, you know, we're going to get locked up and thrown in prison, <laughs> you know, for 50 years, whatever. And the one guy just kind of thinking about, because the guy says, well, I'm going to be 83 years old right I'll only be 81. Whatever. <laughs> right. you know, it's like he's just always looking on the bright <laughs> yes, side yes. and just that, that optimism. So, yeah, I enjoy stuff like that. Just these, these characters that don't really exist in real life, but you can kind of see, you know, yeah, I see right. a little bit of that in those guys. Yeah. All right. Chris wants to know, Dean, how many different characters do you portray? He asked, which is your favorite? But I'm not going to ask that. Thank you, Chris. Yes, just... And thank you, Chris, for your question. <laughs> um, I don't know is the answer. And really, because I, especially uh, in the old days when I would do a lot more call-ins, it was typically these nameless, faceless characters from a news story or whatever. Yeah. So you'd be talking about, well, and we did one the other day where the guy, the accent story came up about the... Um, right. And he had the bad accent. Right. Yes. And so this, I called in as this guy with this bad accent disease. So there's, you know, those type of things in... You know, Ron Sexton does incredible impressions and all that. And I just, I, I don't really do that. You know, my stuff is just more that one-off, you know, blah, 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 goofy thing that doesn't necessarily have to be a good accent or a good voice or a believable character or mm -hmm. anything. But for those who don't know, your regulars are Jumbo, mm -hmm. the Pope, mm -hmm. uh, the Japanese tourist for the mm -hmm. Godzilla bit, um, the guy whose mother, um, <laughs> you have mother issues and... and 
It's Bill, the guy that likes to keep a woman trapped in a pit. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is one of those characters that it was supposed to go away. It was supposed to never come back. And um, and honestly, I I mean, I did. I I really did stop doing it for a long time because I got a couple of really legitimate upset emails. Hmm. And this is in the early days of emails, even. Because, again, um, that's an extreme character that's... It's an extreme character, and I get it that, you know, just like nowadays, the whole thing about trigger, yeah. know, triggers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I get it. It's not a topic to be joked about. I think that's why we try to make it so over the top and right. fake and all that and just so weird. But again, I'm not defending it. Um, <laughs> No, if I if I were in a court of law, I would be basically, yeah, no, that's exactly that's what happened. Yeah. Well, I think the caller in Mr. Obvious is probably the most. Yeah, that's, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and people ask about that, like, you know, oh, you know, wow, oh, yeah, that voice. Or it's like, that's my voice. That's me <laughs> right. talking. Because when we're doing the bit, I just pretty much called in as, you know, myself. It was just, you know, me calling. Uh, hey, Mr. Obvious, how you doing? Da-da-da. And just having this conversation on the phone like I would. And so what would happen, especially, you know, back when we started doing that in the early 90s or whenever it was, I would uh, I was doing, all, you know, the guest booking and everything for the show or calling people back about whatever. And I would be on the phone with them, you know, especially when I was returning calls with somebody calling for something. I'd be talking to them and I could hear this like distracted in their You know, it's like, uh, hey, this is Dean Metcalf. I'm calling for the Bob and Tom show. Return your call about whatever. And they're like. Okay, yeah. And I'm thinking like I'm returning your call. You know what this is but I could tell there's like this confusion in their voice. They go, Okay, yeah, I was calling about that. And I would answer something and also they go, Oh, you're the guy that calls him Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that it was like that's what they could like what? Like, wait, is this a joke or is this or I know that voice from somewhere? And then that was how I, I would have to identify myself. So it's like, You're no, you're is it What's the garbage? Is, you know, it's like, arr, 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 arr. oh, that is you. You know, it's like, so that was, that yeah. was my ID. You just Some, made everybody's day doing the RRR. Yeah, it's, that is not a talent or a skill, Josh. It's just something that anybody could do. And yet, someone in the, captured uh, the imagination of the world. Yeah, yeah time so- and place. Some someone on the Bob and Tom Facebook group, which you can join. I joined. I'm a member. Yep, in the in the Facebook group, uh, asked how you actually came up with the critter noise. Great question, um, group member. Um, What I did. Okay, so it was was supposed to be a a a garbage disposal. It was supposed to be an animal down there, and we and it was our 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 because it was like kind of. I don't know. I, I heard Chick talk a little bit about this. Right. He said you just did it. Yeah. And he laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. And then you went, okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. I think that like, right. it's like if I'd overthought it, which I often do with things. <laughs> but that would have. You know, it, it may have destroyed it and right. turned it into something else. And, right. and and honestly, part of the inspiration for that, um, I mean, this obvious bit came from a lot of different things together. And, and uh, Chick and our old program director, Marty Bender, would often half jokingly but half serious argue about whose idea it was and who came up with it. And um, but one of the things that as we were putting it together that it was kind of, that it was kind of based on was the old um, NPR show, Click and Clack. 
Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the car, uh, guys. car guys. Mm. And that was half the charm. Like they'd have the, and they would just get these people. What, what's the sound it's making or whatever? You know, it's like, well, I don't know. It's kind of a ba bing, ba bing, ba bing. You know, and they'd be doing these funny noises trying to imitate cars. So there's something about that that we just thought was funny, and so, and especially just that that quick switch. Well, you know, this guy's just kind of talking and thinking. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a growling noise, kind of. A, arr, 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 and he's just all of a sudden like so enthusiastic, and everybody like, kind of like that, you know, you know just. The, it's it, it's just forth. impossible to hear the noise and not laugh. Yeah. No, it's possible. Watch. Arr, 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 arr. Nothing. See, Michael. Michael asks, when's the last time you got in a real fist fight? <laughs> a real one? I've never been in a real fist fight. Never. Me yeah. I've been I've gotten close. Yeah. But it's always ended with some pushing and shoving and then you know, which I think is how every fist fight you hope ends or whatever, but <laughs> that was the way mine ended. So it yep. It was supposed to be a fist fight, but neither of us really punched, but it was Dale Winkler across the street. Dale, if you're watching. So that was the last one? The last sort of physical altercation? Yeah. It was, when was that? Uh, I think seventh grade. What did Dale grade? do? What did, what did Dale do or accuse you of doing or what? Uh... Well, Dale got mad because some kids were making fun of him on the bus. Uh-oh. Were you one of them? I was not. I okay. was not bullying. I was just, but I was laughing Ah, because they were saying things and I was laughing. So we got off at the same bus stop because he lived across the street. So he was really mad and upset. Looking back as an adult, I feel horrible for Dale. Yeah, of course. Sure. And I feel horrible for stuff that I said to him at that point because they were yeah, they were making fun of him. And this was finally, and, you know, being the smart ass I am, and he's like a year older than me and stuff, and seemed like he should have known better, but he, he starts to go, come on, let's fight, let's fight. I was like, I'm not going to fight you, Dale. And finally, you know, he comes up, and I was like, I go, I'm not going to fight. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And he, like, barely touches me, and that push, you've been a boy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so you do that thing where kind of put, and I go, okay, there, I pushed you back. Okay, I pushed you. And then he, you know, kind of gets me one time, you know, the really hard push. And so I push him back again. Here was my trick, Josh. You might keep this if you ever get in a okay. bar fight or something. Pushed him back really hard and grabbed his shirt. Oh. And pulled him back my way at the same time. Velour shirt rips wide open. <laughs> velour. Velour. Yep, nice. it was like a kind of a wine red burgundy velour <laughs> shirt. Nice shirt that he had just got for Christmas, Uh-oh. I found out, Uh-oh. because he started crying, and he went back inside, and, and, and he was going to tell his mom. And then I went in my house, and my brother was living at home at the time. He was an adult, and my mom, and they'd seen the whole thing. <laughs> and I walk inside. So Dale and his mom come marching across the street, and they're upset. And <laughs> My brother is just sitting there reading the newspaper the whole time as my mom's at the door going, well, now I saw what happened. And my brother's just sitting there and out of the, from behind the paper, I hear him go, boys will be boys. <laughs> That's real helpful. Real Thank helpful. You. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Yep. How old were you and your fight happened, Josh? Uh, the oldest. High school. I think it was high school. Yeah. Did you win? It was a similar situation to yours mm-hmm. my buddy we he was mad at me we really <laughs> this is a really <laughs> stupid story so we're driving down the highway and everybody's arguing about something real dumb and i forget what it was but they were all arguing and i was annoyed and i just wanted them to shut up <laughs> so for some reason i thought and or i would just distract everyone by grabbing the wheel i was in the passenger seat and jerking it oh. and i was like well this will change the subject <laughs> That's good though. You shake things just like this is good. Yes, I don't. Uh, 
and there may have been some booze involved on the passengers on you know us. And so <laughs> the driver is like, "What are you doing? Are you insane?" And he pulls over to the side of the highway and gets out, and he comes over and he's like, "Get out! We're fighting." And I was like, "Chris, I'm not going to fight you, man." He was like, "Get out." He was so scheduled. Get Listen, get out because yeah. we're going to fight. I go, no, we're not doing this. And so he starts pushing me, and he starts pushing harder and harder. And then finally, I grabbed him because here's the here's the deal. I'm not. I won't fight. I mean, if you, when I'm ready to fight, that's things. <laughs> it's go time. Yeah, like it takes a lot to get me to that point. But when we get there, all of a sudden, I get this strength that I've never had before, and like this. And so I grabbed him and threw him down on the hood. Oh, which kind of sucked for me because he hit the antenna going down and it came up and hit me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to pretend like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I just go, we're not fighting. And uh, finally, he just I let him go and he got back in the car. I must have looked so insane and surprised him with such a sudden burst of strength that he was like, "Okay, we're not going to I'm not doing this. And then we just drove home and it was late at night. (laughs) And I think I was sort of like technically past my curfew with my parents. And so I'm walking up to the house, and he just lays on the horn to wake them up. (laughs) Nice. That's That's, great. That's a good move. Yes. And that reminds me of my – this wasn't exactly a fight, but this is how I got kicked off the safety patrol. So Nerd. Yes, Dweeb? I was a a lieutenant. I was an officer. You can't just – you know, once a safety patrol, always a safety patrol. You want to make me mad with the name calling? You go put on a velour shirt. I'll show you who's boss. <laughs> I, wouldn't, you, I wouldn't be caught dead in velour. <laughs> I think I've made my point there. Right. No, but I, I, I literally, I, I was almost adult size by like fifth, sixth grade. So sixth grade, I'm this giant walking around. I'm the lieutenant, and the captain is my best friend. Who was the smallest guy in our class? So we, I'm sure we looked hilarious walking around. Years later, my brother was telling me he goes, he goes, it was like a cartoon watching you guys walk. You know, hey Jamie, what are you gonna do now? You know. So, so I was like this size. I'm safety patrol. It's a safety patrol. I think you all know you can't touch anybody. No hands off. And this even in the 70s, back when things were a little looser. But these twins, Darren and David. Anyway. What they would keep running. They're not allowed to run. And I kept telling them, you can't run, you know, and I, I'm a big guy. I can't catch him or anything, but I told him not to run. Well, one day he got close enough to me. He's trying to take off running. I grabbed him and it, it was suddenly just like out of, of mice and men. I'm like, you know, and I, and I literally, I pick him up off the ground. You can't run. Stop running. Bro. And he's just like, Ugh, terrified. So, you know, he does the smart thing. He goes home and tells his mom, who then goes to the safety, the teacher who was in charge of safety patrol. And he was, I had him for class. He was a really great guy. And, you know, we were good friends and everything. But he just, like, he kind of takes his, yeah, listen, uh, you can't do, you're going to have to quit or something. He goes, he goes I don't want to fire or anything, but if uh, if you could just quit, that'd be great. Yeah, so I turned in my badge. Oh, yep. Oh, I know. I uh, see those yeah. movies where the you know the captain brings. Oh, look, Bronson, you can't. Oh, you can relate. Absolutely, I've been there, man. Yeah. I've been there. Whoever's next, you can be. Like, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. oh, a little too close to home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. This is kind of a funny question. Teddy asks, "We know this is your dream job, but what would you have done differently if you hadn't worked here?" Teddy, I'd have starved to death. 
<laughs> Teddy, I don't have any other skills, marketable things that I could do, Teddy. Teddy, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I was thinking about this, that it is a dream job, but I don't think I would have had, I don't think I had the imagination to dream it up. You know what I mean? It's like you, you kind of fantasize about, oh, it'd be great if I could be, you know, whatever, rock star, uh, you know. But I was going to school thinking I was going to be like a behind-the-scenes TV guy, like not even in the creative side or anything, just like literally I'm going to run a camera or – Bailey, I don't mean like just run a camera like it's a bad thing or anything. I just mean – yeah. Bailey runs the cameras. Yeah, sorry, Bailey. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a- – no, but I did. I just thought I was going to be working behind the scenes in, in TV or whatever. So even with my wildest imagination, I couldn't have – I didn't even know this was a job, like this was a thing. That could happen. So, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I I, I assume because I was a telecommunications major, so I probably would be Teddy. I probably would be in the industry or the business. I would think. Yeah, doing something. Doing. I would probably be doing something in the business or the industry, doing a thing. Maybe for a company or a. It would probably be a company, maybe a corporation. Yeah, could be. Or a business conglomerate. Yeah, so my, any kind of conglomerate that would own a company in some certain industry. Yeah, some sort of structured group that right. would pay people to do things for them. Maybe some sort of association. Could be. A yeah. guild. Yeah. Yeah, there could be a guild involved with the said institution. Yeah. Maybe even a partnership. Yeah. Well, that's dreaming. I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, just saying if, you know, depending on how things go. Keep things a little realistic here. But. Teddy, that answer your question about my dreams, hopes, <laughs> and stuff. All right. Let's see. Dan asks, and we get this question a lot, Dan asks, if I have an idea for a bit, can I send it to you? You can, Dan. You can leave that on Josh's email. (laughs) (laughs) My email is (laughs) dmetcalf. The answer is yes and no. So the, the short version is, if you like, uh, we would get this with like with songs or um, a movie idea or a book idea or a whatever. If there's something that you think, man, this is a great idea, you know, or I've got this great song, you got to hear it. Really, we don't want to hear it unless it's already out and available to the public. So in the old days, that meant, you know, if you've recorded it and put it on a CD or whatever. But nowadays, it's like if you have published something to YouTube and it's out there, great. We'll take a look at something like that. If it's something that's like original material that, you're, that you wrote and you go, oh, I got this great bit idea. I want to submit it to you. We, we really don't want to see it in that form. And, and the reason is it's partly to protect ourselves because – First of all, we don't even know if you stole it from somebody else. You That's know. one of the main problems. Yeah, yeah. And it, and if if you submit something and we don't know, and, and, and we've heard stories before because we've had people steal stuff from us where we'll find out. It's like, hey, this other radio shows re-recorded this thing almost verbatim. And, and a couple of times when, when you know I've tracked stuff down and, and talked to people about it, I don't know if they're lying or not, but their story is, oh, man, I'm so sorry. One of our kind of side writer guys came to us with this, and we thought it was his or whatever. So that's the, the type of thing that we have to kind of protect ourselves from. And the other part of it is that a lot of times people think, you know, man, I've got this great idea. I've got this great bit, and um, um, it's, this, it's this stupid guy, and he thinks that there's a, a thing in his, you know, uh, under his sink, and it turns out – 
So sometimes they think they're coming up with a bit, and it's either something that we've already done or that we've already got in the works. And then all of a sudden, when they hear, well, you stole that from me. Oh, no, we didn't. And so we don't want to be exposed to that kind of, you know, you stole this from me. Yeah. One of the cool things about any basic even laptop now is that you, I mean, I would say go, whatever it is, make it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, it's pretty easy to, we're not doing much except for some of the bands actually having live musicians and stuff like that. Right. Or actual musicians. We're not doing a lot that somebody can't do on their own, you know? I mean, yeah, we might have more bells and whistles in terms of sound effects. and things, No, but, but nowadays, yeah, the production that's available just on your laptop is incredible. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty stellar. Yeah, I've been here long enough, and we started with reel-to-reel tape. And if we had something really fancy, we could go to a four-track reel-to-reel. <laughs> yes. I mean, literally, it's yes. like it was ancient technology. So I've seen it go crazy. So in the old days, you were limited to you had to know somebody who had a recording studio or whatever. But, yeah, go make it on your own. Do your stuff. Put it out there. And, you know, it, it's you can either get famous being a YouTuber or a whatever and find your thing that way. Or it is possible to get discovered where somebody goes, wow, this guy's doing some really great stuff. You know, we ought to see if we want to hire him for our show or whatever. I mean, we're we're not hiring right now or anything like that. But we always keep our eyes open, and 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 unfortunately, it's kind of a, a a twisted thing where, in the old days, I think that this was the way to get famous or whatever. It's like I've got this thing nobody knows about. I'm going to get on this show and now become famous, and it still happens from time to time. But more often than not, it's like we're on here on our show talking about things that are already out there getting some traction. Right. Right. So and yeah, so so when people you know say it's like, hey, I've got this great song I want you guys to play on there and talk about. It's like, well, we're not likely to talk about it mm-hmm. unless it's already got some yeah stuff going on. And eventually, you know, like you said, somebody could be discovered. That I mean, some of us will need to be replaced. Dean could di- Dean will die, yeah, and we'll need we'll need to replace him. Like Dean- yeah, because the 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 animatronic that they put my brain in is only going to be allowed to work so many hours that it has to recharge and sure, all that. Yeah. And that's where you yeah, Dean could die in. real soon. Real soon. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I've seen what happens, and it is. It's, it's not that – I mean, it's a little bit after you die, but it's really – it's not that much longer after wait a minute, Josh wait a minute. goes. You, you actually – you're aware of this yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, it's not – And I die before you. Yeah, and yours is so embarrassing compared to it's mine. embarrassing? Yeah, I mean, I was saving a, a busload of school children. But it's not but, – is it painless? Painless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for everybody else. <laughs> I I will experience pain. Oh yeah, in an embarrassing fashion. Well, all right. Think about this. What's think of like the worst pain you've ever had? Yeah, yeah. In your life. Yeah. And think about the longest you could possibly endure that. Oh man, not long, not long. It's way worse than that. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and it I'm is. embarrassed to boot. Yep. Well, but you get a ton of YouTube hits. Oh, it get people. It, people see this. A lot of people love it. They, and they enjoy it. it. They enjoy Love my it. pain yeah. and my demise. Yeah. No, I... The, you d- say the demise before your... The demise was just kind of a bonus thing. It wasn't like... <laughs> a bonus? Yeah, it wasn't like they wanted you to die. It was like you did. It's like, oh, all right, that's cool. It's like a satisfying ending to them. Mm-hmm. Like they... Yeah. You were awful. satisfied in the end, too, though. What do you mean? I've said too much. Something happened. <laughs> I've said too much. 
I uh, this is awful to hear, but all right. Great for the Bob and Tom YouTube channel, though. <laughs> oh yeah. It, oh the monetize that thing. Oh, yes. Uh, now, Josh. Yes. Last two questions. First, this first one is for Josh. Lots of ladies, a couple of Heather's, a Cindy, want to know. Will you be their Valentine? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to be your Valentine. Oh, I promised myself I was not going to cry <laughs> or throw up in my mouth, but yes. I did. Anybody, if you're, uh, yeah, yeah, why not? There's enough of me to go around, sure. <laughs> well, that is lame. What do you mean? So that, so it's just, that's all it entails is, oh, you're my Valentine. That's all these ladies want to hear, Deanie. I just a quick message to you ladies out there. Higher goals. Bigger goals. Dream bigger. You can do so much better. That I'm not gonna disagree with. But uh while See, you're here, he's why not enjoy this you know what you got? All right. Final question to Dean. But you can answer too, Josh. Which famous person would you want to play cards against humanity with? You'd probably have to have a group. Which yeah. So if you were going to put together a group of four other people to play cards of against humanity with, who would you choose? I always thought it would be, you know, hmm, the kids in the hall, maybe. That would be fun. Um, I, I love all of those those gentlemen. But it'd be, I mean, we need to get some girls in there, though. I, so... so. When I think of famous, like I think of like who would be really hilarious and stuff. And there's so many, you know, great comedians and all that that would be hilarious. But to me, part of the charm and appeal of that game is people that you don't know that well or that you're surprised. So that's what I think I would like to see are just some of these like, sure. really straight, serious people that you think like would be offended by some of the stuff or whatever. And they're just right there in the thick of it. So St. Peter. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> is that what? You, is that kind of where you're? Where you're so we're able to pull people from the dead. Yeah, let's go. Let's go in. dead. Let's oh. go all time history. Well, you would just use like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would be like, okay, before we start this next one, what was the deal when you John, when <laughs> you wrote that one I, song? That's why I answered the kids in the halls. Like it would be more about the conversation. Yeah. in between the game. Yeah, screw the game. <laughs> yeah. no. So anyway, remember that one time when you were crushing his head. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that I love that game playing it with new people and stuff and kind of getting to know them. Yeah, it's a silly, it's fun, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it. Oh, okay. Thank you so much everybody. Have a happy Valentine's Day to you. Dean, um I know Thanks for having me. You so like now, being touched. So now this is my show now. We go on for a while then and <laughs> Yes, Dean will be with you for the next 4 hours. This is awesome. And, it's good. Uh, you, I hope you like watching people sleep. And it's you're, neat. You're only asking questions about hobby kits this time around, right? Yes, finally. <laughs>